It's when those lives are saved, delivered, and set free. And they go home and they tell mom and dad. They go back to school and they're changed. And they tell somebody. Read it. Don Francisco years ago wrote a song. Gotta tell somebody. Gotta tell somebody. Gotta tell somebody. And old Don Francisco really made a lot of religious people uncomfortable. He took to task the preachers of his day who built great cathedrals full of people but no power. And today, we've got more prophets that God raises up like that, that take us to test and remind us, it's not how many you had in attendance on Sunday morning, it's how many got saved, it's how many got healed, it's how many got delivered, it's how many got filled. Did people experience Jesus in that place, or did they get entertainment from you? Did you preach the Word, or did you just philosophize? What does it mean to be saved? Saved from what? You're saved from the nature of sin. Because you see, you're born with it. You're saved to a new nature of the Spirit. Listen, if your life hasn't changed, you don't have the new nature. You should stop and say, duh, did I get born again? Or did I just get religious? You're saved from the control of sin to the loving control of God. You get a new boss. You're saved from the penalty of sin, which is hell, to the reward of the righteous, which is Jesus. Who can be saved? I think we would conclude this morning that anybody from any background can be saved. Who must be saved? Everyone. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. No one is good enough to be saved. All of us must be saved. No one is so bad they can't be saved. And no one can do enough to be saved. Well, what if I'm never saved? Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. That's an eternal death. That's an eternal separation from God. And those that you know that are saved, that love the Lord, you will eternally be separated from them. What does it cost? (laughs) What does it cost to be saved? Well, you can't buy it. You can't earn it. It's a free gift of God. All He asks for you in return is your life. (laughs) What must I do to be saved? Anybody! What must you do to be saved? What's number one? I'm looking for one word. Let's go to 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. 1 John 1, 9 is as good a scripture as there is in the Bible to take somebody to. You can use the Roman road, which I've used some of this morning. But 1 John 1, 9 lays it out real pointedly in clear terms. Although it was written to believers, it is good to use with unbelievers to lead them to Christ. 1 John 1, and let me read, let's start with verse number. Number eight, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and a lot of people are deceived, and the truth is not in us. How do you convince somebody that they're a sinner? Because if you don't get them lost, you can never get them saved. If they don't believe they're lost, why should they get saved? Here's what you do. You ask them, have you ever lied? Yeah, I've lied. Have you ever lusted? Oh, yeah, I've lusted. Have you ever stolen anything, even a pen? Yeah, Okay, so far we've established that you're a liar, you're a thief, and you're an adulterer. That's what the Ten Commandments says. That's God's law. You break God's law, you're a sinner. That's the sentence. So we've got to get them lost before we can get them saved. And then it says, if we do what with our sins? Confess. Before you ever get to believe, you've got to admit that you've sinned. 
If you don't do that, nothing else works. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Let me ask you something this morning. Are you saved? If you're not, you must confess your sins to Jesus. And then what somebody else said, you must believe that he forgives you. And the Bible says in Romans 10:9, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. What happens when you get saved? You get a new life. Friends, when you get saved, you get a new life. You don't just get religion. You don't just get wet in the baptistry. You get a new life. Do I have to recite a certain prayer? Is there a certain formula? No. You confess your sins. You believe in your heart. And you receive his forgiveness. And you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord. And once you're saved, you obey. You obey his commands. You get baptized in water. You pray daily. You read the Bible. You assemble regularly with those who worship him. And you fellowship with true believers. And you serve God by becoming an overcomer. That's what the people who met Jesus when he walked this earth did. I say we can do nothing less than that today. Jesus still saves. I'm a testimony to that. You say, well, if I get saved, will he make me a preacher? My God, I hope not for your sake. But if he does, I promise you this, it'll be good. It's all good. With God, it's all good. Let me ask you something this morning. Are you saved? Let's put it this way. If I were Jesus in the flesh and I were walking down this aisle, just, you know, moseying down through here, and I looked at you and I caught your gaze, and being Jesus and being able to read hearts and know minds and know the truth, no matter what front they might put up, just like he did with the woman at the well, no, I know that's not your husband. And like he did with Nathaniel. I saw you on the bush before you ever started toward me. Jesus saw you at home before you ever started in this direction this morning. He knew you were coming here. He knew I was going to preach this. He set you up just like he did all the rest of us. If I were Jesus, and I ask you this question, am I your Lord? If I were Jesus, and I ask you this question, am I your Lord? What would your response be? Those who would say yes, without doubt, no question in my mind, I want you to stand to your feet right now. 